Okay. Welcome in to another edition of the Tapping the Keg podcast, episode 404. Mitch on the Zoom. We're having some technical difficulties off the bat. So if there's some funky stuff that happens, just know we uh, we we get it. So just giving that preface for the people, but we should be funky okay. Stuff. Funky stuff. That funky, nasty Limburger, as they would say in Rookie of the Year. Mitch, how you doing, buddy? Oh, tremendous, Charlie. Mitch is like, I'm More hurt, dog. I'm hurt, dog. Don't ask me if I'm all right. I'm sick and tired of this snow, <laughs> man. So, anyways. Yeah, it's uh, it's getting to be some bullshit for sure, but oh yeah, it's that, time, it's, it's that it's, time of the year, it's, baby. It's that time of the year. It is. Um, it's there's there's uh every year there's like one week or two weeks maybe where you're like, why the fuck do I live here? Yeah. Because you could, I mean, you can you can pretty much survive the rest of the time. I mean. I mean, you know, 20 degrees isn't that great either, but it's better than what we've had. We've had an extended cold snap here, and uh, but hopefully we're working on digging our way out of it slowly but surely. So we'll as one you, more one more yeah, snowfall, and for sure, we'll be good. As you say that, there is now a winter storm warning issued for Milwaukee County, uh, starting now and going till tomorrow morning. I will ask this though. I'd rather we'll wrap up our weather talk because no one's here to listen to us as two old guys talking about the weather. Um, I would rather be here than be in like Dallas where like nobody can leave and and it's like negative degrees and like their roads aren't built for it and everything in like Nashville, everything's on ice right now. Like fuck that. Like ice sucks. Yeah. it's, It's like when I saw it was like nine degrees and they got six inches of snow in Dallas or whatever, I was like, Wow. I mean, that sucks, man. Like that's, that'd be shitty here and we're, and we're used to it. And that's, I mean, I don't even know what that would, that'd be like a foot and a half here and like 40 below. Yeah. I mean, as, I mean, as, as the kids say, we're built different, Mitch. We're built different, you know, we are. And (laughs) and, and like, I, I, it makes you think like the people that are like, Oh, six inches. That's nothing. Like, well, yeah, no shit. It's not to us, but to them, like it is literally Armageddon. And yeah. I mean, I get it. Like it's, it's shitty. I mean, now not granted, I guess the, the thing for them is it'll be 70 degrees again in, in two days, Yeah, but it, yeah, it'll la- all be gone and we all move on. Unlike yeah. us where we just are stuck with it for months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It won't melt till like May. A friend of the program, Dougie told, uh, told me one time that, in Tennessee, it's not like it's actually like not bad. Like you can deal with it, right? But it's the people around you that have no fucking idea how to drive in it. And it's just they make the experience terrible. So but that is yeah. a, enough of tapping the uh what would that be? Tapping the weather vane. Um, like you know, the little sure. um, but anyways, uh we got a good show today. I'm excited for this one. Uh, we're going to talk media darlings that aren't actually local media darlings that aren't actually Wisconsin athletes. Um, this is in lieu of the JJ Watt news, which I'm sure we can kind of talk about as we're, as we're doing this. Um, and then we'll get into uh, the Bucks having fans and what kind of impact that may have on our Bucks team. And also why we just kind of need to take a chill pill um, and not just be doom and gloom after every Bucks loss. 
lastly, uh, we'll be talking about uh, why this, my baseball might need a salary cap and that why not having a salary cap is driving away some of their small market fans. But we start with the local yeah. media darlings. And these are guys who are beloved by the media and sometimes the fans who they're just these pie in the sky type guys who everybody wants. And basically I'm just going to, we're going to talk through them and then Mitch, you'll rank them. You'll give your ranking. I'll see if I agree or disagree and move on from that. And we'll evaluate each of these guys. And is this a little bit of a jab at the media? Yeah, maybe a little bit, you know, playing, playing a little fast and loose, but some of this, it's, it's all in good fun. And I, I think it's going to be hard to beat J.J. Watt. And I think what we've seen the last yeah. really two or three days has been just kind of absurd. Now, granted, it came at a great time. We're heading into kind of the doldrums. The Bucks tip usually you'd have the All-Star game right now, so it'd be really bad. But because you have Bucks basketball, you're at least able to talk about that. The Brewers have been kind of in frisky. The Justin Turner stuff, so that's been holding you afloat. But nothing drives the clicks. Nothing drives the calls like a good Packer topic. And so to have like the J.J. Watt kind of candy out there and him getting released on a Friday morning, everybody's shows were set. They're like, all right, we got it. We can talk about this. And I think it's because Watt is just a beloved dude. Like we we can make fun of him for being a cornball, but like everybody likes JJ. And I think that's why he's he's a guy that's gonna be hard to beat on that media darling list. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, you summed it up pretty well there. I mean, he's just he's obviously a tremendous player or you know, was pretty recently a, you know, top of his position type of guy. He's sort of a, he's a rags to riches story in in a few ways. I mean, he was a skinny, he was a bean pole in, uh, in high school. And he's still 245. Like he wasn't, he wasn't, but sure. He, whatever, whatever supplements he got into didn't, didn't come on (laughs) until a little bit later. Well, Jim, Um, but (laughs) Yeah, he went. He went to. He like walked on what at Central. Did he walk on at Central Michigan? No. Or did story, he? Where he goes? Um, he. You might have heard, Mitch. I played against JJ Watt in high school. I don't know if you've heard that story. Um, yes, I have. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that he got a scholarship to be a tight end at Central Michigan. He yep. played tight end at Central Michigan for a year. He actually started. I believe there's like. I remember I was watching the bowl game. It was like a Motor City Bowl that year, and J.J. Watt was the starting tight end as a freshman. And then he realized that he wanted to play for Wisconsin, and he just started to bulk up and and decided to play defensive line. I don't really remember the whole what made him do that, but he went from 245 to 295 in a year. Is that a little sus? Yeah, you Uh, don't necessarily – gain 50 pounds just out of nowhere. Um, but I'm going to, we're just going to let it slide um, because I guarantee you that story ever came out in the state of Wisconsin. It would be buried faster than a Barry Alvarez scandal in Madison. Um, yeah. But try, like, and that's part of the media darling thing, right? Like yep. he is so well protected and maybe even more well protected than a guy like Aaron Rodgers, crazy enough as that is because everybody likes him. He, he is a 
He has the AmFam sponsorship, which I never even considered when I was thinking about why he could sign with the Packers. I forgot that he already has AmFam as a sponsor. So he has that. Like, he is well-loved. If he comes here, he knows, like, Quick Trip, Culver's, Associated Bank, all these other companies are going to be banging down their door for his endorsement. And that's all part of that local media. He drives positive attention and positivity because that's kind of the guy he is. He's a great dude. I mean, you can't, like, even if you think he's corny, like, he's still, you know, donated and drove donations for Hurricane Harvey for the city of Houston that was upwards of $30 million. That's fucking incredible. That will always be incredible. And that is a, you know, the philanthropic nature of Watt is really special. So there is, so not just like, yeah, we can kind of make jokes, but yeah, there's a reason why everybody kind of loves him. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's, he's probably top of the list. Um, it's gonna be guys, hard. I don't think. I don't think it's. I don't think it's. I, I would have said. I, I don't know what has gone on with Russell Wilson, but I feel like he just. He's not really. He was a Badger for a year, but I yep. think that he is. He is at least among fans. He's pretty high on. I mean, there are people from Wisconsin that like the Seahawks because of Russell Wilson. You know that are that maybe either never really loved the Packers that much or whatever, and just kind of look for a team to cling to. And they landed on the Seahawks once they got Russell Wilson, because his impact in one year was, was so great. Right. He started Um, right away. But I feel like, I don't know. I don't know if that's sort of disappeared with, you know, the Seahawks beating the Packers in 2014 Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. I don't know if that, that, that might have something to do with it. It just like Seahawks sort of being, I think the Seahawks uh, are the Seahawks the biggest be... are the Seahawks the biggest rival for the Packers right now. We've talked about this before. We've done this topic. I mean, they're kind of the biggest rival, right? There. Like they're the team that yeah. the Packers have had some really big wins against. They beat them in the playoffs once. I don't I think they beat them twice. They beat them once and they obviously lost to them once in the championship game, which was brutal. And the Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers kind of pseudo rivalry is real. They have, you know, whether quarterback wins matter or not. So I think, I think he is well liked here by the media. I think he can include him, but I don't know if he has that fan element. Like, I don't know if any Packer fan is looking at and saying, well, the Packers should trade Aaron Rodgers for Russell Wilson. I don't think anyone's saying that. Maybe the pinheadiest Badger fan might be. But I don't think anyone is is going that way with Russell Wilson. I just don't. I I think he's liked by the Badger faithful, but I think there are a lot of people, kind of like me, who I'm I'm like I like Badger football. I talk about Badger football. I wouldn't say I'm like a full throated fan. I can't stand Russell Wilson. I think he's faker than fake. Like some of the did you read did you hear any of the comments from that GQ article he did with Ciara? Where he's no. like, we never get mad. We always do FaceTime dates. We're together at every waking moment. Like, give oh, me yeah. a fucking break, bro. He he is he is. I, I think I don't know if I would say him and JJ are kind of the same. Where like everything is just great all the time, and you know, there's you know, they're so grateful this that and the other. And now recently, you've had the Russell Wilson. You know, I don't know if it's blown out of proportion or what, but. He's unhappy with the organization and 
it's like which quarterback in the NFL right now is, isn't pissed at their team. It seems like they all are. It's really and, funny, right? Uh, it's know, like, it's like everybody it's, it's decided... kind of funny how like he's, he's dodged so much criticism and now it's like, he's, he, this is the first time he's probably really come under fire for sort of stepping out of his, you know, perceived comfort zone. Yeah. No, no doubt about it. Yeah, no, we can add Russell to the list. Other Badgers that I, I feel like deserve a, a mention. You have Jonathan Taylor. I don't know if Jonathan Taylor's played long enough. I mean, he's a guy who I think in eight years, like it's such a predictable storyline that Taylor will get released by the Colts as, and he's like a 28 year old running back. And everybody's like, well, Packers, Packers get Jonathan Taylor. Like who knows what their running yeah. back situation is, but. I don't know if I'll I'll add him to the list, but I don't think he's really he's really a guy that everybody is fawning over. Um, another guy, yeah, who, I mean he's he's in the uh, he's in the UW Credit Union commercials, even though he doesn't play for a Wisconsin team. Which yeah, to me is, what a weird what a weird sponsorship if you're a UW Credit Union. Like, who what yeah. agency greenlit that? Who made that decision? Like who said, all right, you know what? Who we're going to get for this is Jonathan Taylor. That's what's going to drive, right. drive credit card you sales. You can't find anyone else. Yeah. <laughs> like you can't. Uh, just... Yeah, it's bad. Uh, not retired guy, but I think he's way up there is Joe Thomas. Like Joe Thomas yeah. is another guy who you never heard a bad word about. Like talk about Mr. Wisconsin, like from Brookfield he was you know played on a shitty Browns team for his whole career didn't say a peep at people wanted him on the Packers at the tail end of his career similarly it was kind of JJ Wattish you know people forget about it but he decided yeah. to retire because a he has you know wife and kids and and he already is a media guy and I'm sure his kids yeah. are going to be just dominant athletes because his, and he lost his wife is like, yeah. And oh yeah, that too. He fucking just became just any, he, he's weird. Like he lost too much weight. Like that's just too much. Like, yeah. you know, we, we saw a guy who's, who was hyping himself up over a hundred pounds lost. And it's like, you at that point, you're just fucking skin and bones. Like I'm not trying to fat shame or anything, you know, as a fat, I can talk about fat people. That's, that's the rules. Um, but like hundred pounds is too much, man. Like Joe Thomas, like you can have a few cheeseburgers, but yeah. Well, you gotta remember that mostly with linemen, you see a lot of linemen lose oh, yeah. weight because they bulk they bulk so much when they play. Right. They they're eating, you know, five thousand calories a day probably, if not more. And just gorging on food and then that sort of stops and they just naturally probably drop some weight if they continue to to sort of be disciplined in their, in their workouts and everything for a while. Um, like Jeff Saturday comes to mind where he just all of a sudden, next time you saw him on TV, like within a year after retiring the guy, you didn't recognize him. And there's, there's all kinds of the list of offensive linemen. Oh yeah. That Matt have Burke. a bunch of weight. It Matt just, Burke is incredible. Another one. Um, you know, um, I think, I think for Joe Thomas, the big reason he's such a media darling is because of the fact that he played on a lot of shitty Browns teams, was an all pro left tackle pretty much all the way throughout and, and just never, never complained or never, mm -hmm. you know, just sort of cashed the checks and, you know, went out there with his lunch pail and hard hat and he, did what he did, did his job. And he did it the right way, Mitch. He did it the right way. Right. Right. And 
you know, that's, that's the thing too about JJ Watt, not to really go back to him, but you know, the way he sort of did the video on Friday. Oh yeah. I mean, that's, that's, uh, that, I mean, that was smart, you know, uh, you know, as opposed to his, uh, former teammate, Deshaun Watson, that's, it's just a lot of, you know, he said, she said with agents and everything, instead of him just coming out, you know, well, I guess if you're Deshaun's situation, what are you supposed to do? Yeah, but I mean, but you're I mean you're under contract in a way. Like I understand the Texans have been dickheads, but you're under contract. But you're kind of right. Like, why hasn't Deshaun done the? I don't know who's the NFL equivalent to Rachel Nichols. Maybe Josina Anderson. Maybe like a Carissa Thompson. Where it's like, why haven't you done that sit down interview with with like a major NFL reporter? Why haven't you done with Jay Glazer, right? Like, why haven't you just yeah. sat down with somebody and had a conversation? Like Rachel did that with uh, Harden before the, the Brooklyn game uh, on Sun- yep. on Saturday, and then Harden's like, "Oh, I regret how it ended." Well, what a fucking asshole! First of all, like such a James yeah. Harden comment, but like, but where where is that for Deshaun? Because you're right, like he's letting the agents and the media control the narrative, and Deshaun. I don't really even know how it happened, but Deshaun is the new Russell Wilson match where like, you can't say a bad word about Deshaun Watson. If you say a bad word about Deshaun Watson, you get fucking flamed. And I think it's driven by like Mina Kimes and some other people. And like, I don't think it's just Mina, but I think she plays, she's a large voice in ESPN. And so she, she beats that drum pretty loudly. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, it's just, it's interesting to see the two totally. situations play out. Yeah, and then as for the other Watt, like T.J. Watt, really not a guy I think a lot of us know. Like he he's much quieter than his brother. He's not, you know, he celebrates whatever. I think the really the thing with T.J. Watt is it's he's more of a darling for the fans than local because everybody goes back to, oh, they could have had him instead of Kevin King. Oh, darn. And like, yeah. I talked about that yesterday. I was just like, I love Bart. I, I said, I brought up his, his video and I was like, dude, you don't know like where the Packers were at that point. I, I can't, I'd have to look at it and I'm going to do a deep dive podcast on TJ Watt versus Kevin King. But like, that's really what it, it's about. It's unfortunate that it happened that way. And people don't forget because his last name is Watt. And if his last name was Mitchell, does anyone re- and he played for fucking Florida? Would anyone really remember an edge rusher who signed with Pittsburgh? Maybe because now he's a defensive player of the year candidate. But you know, whatever it happens. Yeah. It's a, yeah, he's but yeah, he's kind of the guy that, you, that that's a good point about TJ is that he's yeah we don't you know, we don't really know him that much and there are other people that and like was he really that good in college? I mean, no, that I don't know. Bitch. Mitch, I made the point that they I would have rather drafted Vince Beagle over TJ Watt. I have that written on snowtapwi.com. I was I thought I was gonna be right. I was like, yes, Ted. He drafted Vince we were, Beagle. We were, were all were, thinking at the time, like we TJ Watt, Beagle the only reason he's getting drafted as high is because of his brother. Right. That's the only reason that, that that's what we were all thinking. We, we killed TJ Watt. We were a Vince Beagle podcast. And, man, that's, 
that's up there with the Adam Gase. If you're going with like bad takes by me, the Vince Beagle will be better than TJ Watt is a forgotten one in my take layer. Adam Gase being a great coach for the Green Bay Packers is is still number one. But those those are bad ones that are are skins in my uh, my depths of hell. Well, um, Vince Beagle's hanging hanging around. Yeah, but he's not a defensive player of the year like TJ Watt is. <laughs> Although well, that, Beagle was a four star recruit, dude. Wow, I, I know, I know. Look, I I you don't have to sell me on why I thought Vince B. I. I'm still on Vince Beagle Island. Fuck, you know? Um, all right, let's move to hoops. Um, so the guy that, and I know you're going to be like, well, Charlie, you are your own homer. But I, I really think Dwayne Wade out of any Marquette or Wisconsin guy is like the premier dude. Like, I think everybody likes Dwayne Wade. The Bucks never really had to play him. They did play him in a playoff series, but it was a one versus eight. And the Bucks, we've talked about that team were god awful. Um, there was murmurs that Dwayne was going to become a Milwaukee Buck. I think was that the Jason Kidd year, Mitch? The last year, Jason Kidd, when Dwayne Wade was going to be possibly joining yeah. the Bucks, and then he signed with Chicago, or was that the year after? The first Blue I think year. I, I want to say, I want to say it was still Jason Kidd. I feel like it was, it was before he went to the Bulls. Yeah. So, yeah, it was the Bulls' year. I mean, remember, I think there were, like, legit rumors out, like, hey, sources close say Dwayne Wade might go to the Bucs. Like, it was getting – and he might have just used the Bucs as leverage for the Bulls to sign him. And now that really didn't work out, and I think a lot of people forget that Dwayne Wade was a Bull for, what was it, a half a year? It was, I think, one season. Yeah, it didn't last long. I mean, he was a Miami guy, and – I, I don't know if it would have been different if he played with Giannis in Milwaukee. Maybe it would have been. Who knows, right? But I still think he is a beloved guy. I You know, he tweets about Marquette all the time. Like, he's as loyal as it gets. Like, I feel like if Dwayne Wade made a call to Marquette and said, hey, um, don't think – don't really think that Steve Wojciechowski is the right guy for this job, I think they would pull the trigger. I think they are going to just because how bad it's been. I think it's kind of got to embarrassing levels with Wojo, but I think if Dwayne Wade called the AD and advocated for somebody else, and I don't know who that that player might be, you know, it'd have been great if he would have advocated for Juwan Howard because Juwan Howard's fucking great coach. Like, I mean, yeah, I mean, he has a good staff. He has a really good staff around him, which I think matters. Like, you know, Martelli and Howard Isley. And there's another guy too that he has on that staff that are, that are good. Like they're, those are good guys to have on that team. But, but yeah, it's, I think Wade still has that pull and I still think he's really well respected. I mean, I was at his retirement, his Jersey retirement uh, last winter before the pandemic hit. And like, that was an awesome scene and uh, model love that people showed him. And I think he's still really well liked in the media. I think if you asked any local media members, they'd love to do more with Dwayne Wade. You know, like Wisconsin Sports Awards would love to have Dwayne Wade as like their guest speaker. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, for so, sure. And, and Wade, Wade was very when he played, and before you know the Bucks sort of found their stride when they were toiling in, in the Herb Cole mediocrity. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, oh, yeah. you saw a ton of Wade jerseys, and every time that he were here, even before the the big three, I mean he would fill up that arena just because people 
people in Milwaukee and Chicago love Dwayne Wade. And um, yeah, he's, he's, he's certainly, he's on the list as well. Um, you know, I, I, you know, the Bulls thing, remember they had Rondo on that team and, and Jimmy Butler, who are both oh. pretty strong personalities. Oh God, and, that locker room. Holy shit. Yeah. There was a lot of, a lot of squabbling and he got traded in the, <laughs> uh, right before the 2017, 18 season to the, to the um, Cavs. Oh yeah, so, that's right. I forgot. And he spent that straight... next year there. Oh, I forgot about the Cavs. Wow, forgot that happened. Memory is so so short. Um, you brought him up, Jimmy Butler. I I think Jimmy Butler was really well liked media and fans. I still think he's well liked by the media. I don't know how many fans here in Milwaukee. I like Jimmy still like. He got banged up uh, on Thursday night against Houston, where it kind of looked. Or oh, it was Jay Crowder. Sorry, talking about someone else. Never mind. Um, but Jay, I still like have a soft spot in my heart for Jimmy Butler. Like I, I'm just never going to leave it. I think you probably are like Jimmy can go fuck himself. Like I have no, I have no respect for that guy after what uh, he did to the Bucks. I mean, Maybe not respect. I don't him. know. I mean. I kind of go back and forth on him, you know, uh, he's, he's, uh, he's not as good as he thinks he is. That's mm-hmm. my, that's my big problem with, with, with Jimmy Butler. Right. But there are, and just sort of his antics are kind of, you know, the way he, the way he fucked Minnesota kind of, oh, yeah. kind of really, but he, he didn't want, he didn't want to be there and, you know, whatever. Um, but he's sort of embarrassed that, that team. And that was, pretty pretty unprofessional in my opinion yeah, and i think it was by um, design too i i do i agree oh, totally. i i think it was by design he wanted to make carl towns look like an asshole now was he right in a, some sense that carl towns was kind of soft and oh yeah totally. i know carl's went through a lot this year but i mean you still criticize a guy who's went through a lot and yeah, and so you know and that's well so he, he, he just he, he acts like he's like the, like a top 10 player and he's probably, you know, he come, he came back down to earth shooting wise so far this year. And he's sort of, you know, back to where he kind of belongs yeah, <laughs> in the hierarchy not... of, of individual players. And, I, I... but he was, I mean, in the bubble, in the bubble, he was, he was the talk of the fucking town. I mean, he was just, he was, he was a media darling. He was, yep. you know, uh, a, a, um, and he still is, you know, he's sort of a 90s style player that, you know, everyone's just is thirsty for. Built different. And, oh. and by that, and by that, I mean, like, he's, uh, you know, he, the heat culture and, I mean, it's just been a good fit for him. So I think that he's gotten back into the, back into the good graces of, of a lot of people. I, I just, I don't know if he's like really, if Butler's really a Wisconsin darling, media darling. Oh. He's more of like a, you know. You're saying he's more I mean, of a, a national I mean, darling. I, I, you're right. Probably. He, he was and like in the bubble. Like, my God. He doesn't do a ton with Marquette. Like, he, he doesn't really recognize Marquette. It's kind of like Aaron Rodgers-esque, where Rodgers didn't really mention Cal for a while because he didn't like how Tedford got screwed over. I think there is some bad blood with Butler and, and Buzz Williams because he doesn't seem to be as, like, Marquette focused as some of the other guys. Like he'll mention Marquette with like Jay Crowder or Wes Matthews, who we can rattle off real quick. 
Like, but though it's not the same as like Dwayne Wade. And so as for crowd, I think Crowder's more I, well, Wes Matthews, I think definitely is because he's a local guy too. But now yeah. he's with the Lakers and it's kind of been forgotten. But Wes probably got a little bit of a longer leash last year and had more people coming to his aid because he was a local guy, you know, and that's just how it is. Yeah. Yeah, Wes, I mean, doesn't have quite the profile that, you know, Jimmy Butler does at this point. Oh. But I, you're, you're probably – that's a good point about last year where, you know, he def, people probably took it a little easier on him than they should have. Yeah. Because of his uh, his his local ties and you know sort of you know people ignored the fact that he didn't have much left. Would, um, would you put Jay Crowder on the meet, on the local list or do you think that it's again just sort of more national and you know it's just maybe the Marquette beat reporters, the Marquette bloggers that still you know love Jay and in that point Jimmy. Yeah. Crowder is probably less less of a media Wisconsin media darling than, than yeah. Butler is. Yeah. I don't think I don't think I mean oh, I'll if, strike him. No, if you asked if you asked Joe Sixpack and Slinger who Jay Crowder is, he probably would probably wouldn't even know. Yeah, that's, <laughs> but you know who he would know yeah, Mitch is that, Frank that's Kaminsky. A little aggressive, but. I know, but he'd know oh, Frank totally. Kaminsky. He'd know Frank Kaminsky. Right. Frank. But I'll tell you, uh, Joe Sixpack and Slinger couldn't tell me who Joe Frank Kaminsky plays for right now. No, probably not. Oh, yeah, that Frank. Uh, where where is he playing these days? Uh, oh, he plays for the Suns. Oh, yeah, are they they're still in Phoenix? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, the Arizona Suns. Um, but anyways, yeah, Frank Kaminsky, high on the list. Just acts like a goofball. I believe it's his personality. Still annoys the shit out of me. I can't. I don't think I'll ever like be a Frank Kaminsky guy. I appreciate that. He's a very good basketball player. And I, I'm impressed that he's still fighting to be in the league. And now it looks like he's a rotation guy for the Suns. It's pretty impressive. Um, but it also like not to shit on the Suns, but it's like, if you could get Frank Kaminsky on scrap heap, why the fuck did you draft Jalen Smith over Tyrese Halliburton? You know, like Jalen Smith was supposed to do exactly what Frank does off the bench. And instead they found Kaminsky. And so, I mean, good for him. I got to give him credit for that. Well, they had him last year and then they, I think they traded him in the off season and then like got him back before the season started. So they, you know, they definitely, they gave up on him basically. And I think they took him, they brought him back because they needed a body. Right. Um, You know, kind of like the Milwaukee Bucks do in the front court. Yeah. But we didn't we didn't go ahead and do that oh but i mean people would have creamed themselves with frank the last guy i'll i'll throw in there and then we should probably wrap this this segment up we we won't have that much of baseball and nhl baseball just because there's really no college baseball here i know uwm plays but there aren't really i can't really think of any local ones besides just ba and rock you know calming themselves over yadi melina uh stolen base throw out but other than that, like I don't really think there's one in NHL. Well, you've you know, got there. There are some. There are some younger guys from Wisconsin right now that haven't, like Jared Kelenic. Oh yeah, um, sure. Yeah, Vacharo, uh, Dalton, whatever from uh, plays for the Diamondbacks. Um, there yeah. are guys, but it's it's just not. I don't think we're at the level of all the guys already mentioned and NHL no. Pavelski. 
nobody's like, we're not all glued to our TVs watching the Sharks play every night. You know what I mean? It's not yeah. musty television. Maybe no. in Clover it is. But the only way that a Wisconsin a hockey player like kind of breaks through that media darling is if they win an if they win an Olympic gold and he's on the team and then he becomes like an NHL player. I don't know who that player is, but that's that's I think how you get to that media darling status. Yeah, I mean hockey's just not popular enough in Wisconsin as as much as the the vocal minority wants you to think. By the way, real um, quick, real quick side tangent: uh, the Winter Olympics in China in 2022. That debate of po- bo- boycott and that thing is gonna be a spicy one. That will be talked about. <laughs> Whew. Not our podcast, but man, that is gonna be a hot debate. Yep, that will be. I'm sure uh, a lot of a lot of uh, that'll fill a lot of time. Oh yeah, sure. and it's um, an election uh, year too. Oh man, beautiful. Just gonna the takes. Twenty twenty two. Yeah, it's the midterms. Oh. So like, yeah. so yeah, like the, there's governors and then there's some senators. Obviously, the representatives. Right, right. So like Governor Evers will be up for re-election in twenty. That is much higher than my level of interest in politics, admittedly. <laughs> so God bless you. You're a good man for that. Last guy I was just going to throw in there was Sam Decker because I think Sam Decker could have any media job he wants if he just decides he doesn't want to play basketball anymore. Like If he just decided I want to stop fucking around in Turkey, he'd get hired tomorrow by any of the media organizations. Yeah, probably. I mean, he would. I don't know how – I've never really – I don't know how – I mean, he's very active on Twitter and stuff like that. Has Um, a blog. Has been doing does like this oh, yeah. podcast with some college buddies, I guess. He has a wife that's a sideline reporter, a father-in-law that's an awesome broadcast broadcaster. Like, dude has yeah. it made. Dude is set. Yeah, he'll be he'll be doing color commentary on TNT in no time. He'll end up being like the Steve Novak replacement at some point. Novak will get shoved out, which I wouldn't hate, but. Oh, Steve no. Novak's another one you could throw into this mix. Um, he, you know, that's that's another guy. But we, we're we're done. I'll cut it off there. I I won't even include Decker because he's in Turkey. All right, Mitch. Here's who we talked about. We talked about J.J. Watt. We talked about Dwayne Wade, Joe Thomas, Frank Kaminsky, Russell Wilson, Wes Matthews, Jonathan Taylor, and T.J. Watt. And then Jimmy Butler and Jay Crowder we put on the side of their more national guys and Jay Crowder might not even be on that list. Yeah. Is that? Yeah. And I mean, I, I feel like Decker should be higher. I didn't put Sam Decker even in here. We'll throw Sam Decker somewhere. Uh, is he higher than Frank Kaminsky? Yeah. Yeah, he is. Probably dude. Do, do we, because is, of, I don't he's know. on he's Twitter so all the time. Yeah. I'll put him. Always tweet about the Packers and the Brewers. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, Sam Decker tweeted about the Brewers. Yeah. I like Sam Decker. Don't let him get me twisted. I know he nearly got canceled a couple, like about a month ago for J.R. Smith, but Sam Decker is, Sam Decker's an all right dude. He laid low after that, which I mean, I would too. I don't know if you saw that story, Mitch. <laughs> yeah, I did. I remember that. Yeah. Great. But yeah, that's, that's definitely there. Um, you know, all these guys, 
And JJ signs with the Packers, which there are some rumors, and knowing the podcast jinxly well, um, it'll be a lot of fun. But man, there's going to be some obnoxious moments with it. Let me let me tell you. So we will see. Um, should be should be fun. Thank you for doing this exercise with me. I, I had a I had a blast uh, putting this you together. Bet. Sometimes sometimes you got to talk it out for sure. Oh yeah. No, no question about it. And, and give me yours. If you have ones, you know, so that WI, Twitter, Instagram, uh, woof. Nah, just kidding. Uh, but anyways, moving on to basketball. So the Milwaukee Bucks, we know lost three straight playing Toronto tonight, Toronto, maybe looking for Andre Drummond seems like a weird move. Um, but who knows? And it, they're struggling as well. Uh, they, they've, I think, lost two of their last three. Um, they lost a Timberwolves team without D'Angelo Russell at home last, last night or on Sunday. That's not good. Um, but they're going to have some fans. 250 tomorrow, 500 or tonight, 500 on Thursday, a little over 1,000 on Friday, and then 1,800 next Sunday, late game on Sunday, 8 o'clock. Bad, bad yeah. look for, for your boy Mitch there against the Kings. So Yeah, that's sickening. Do you think the fans will kind of light a little bit of a fire under under the Bucks ass, specifically Giannis, who thrives off that off that fan, you know, interaction? Well, it can't hurt, right? Um to have some fans. Uh two hundred and fifty, they won't even notice. No. Um but uh you know once it starts to get like into that thousand range i mean i'm just happy fans are coming back first of all um it's just the next step and i'm i'm thrilled but um you know yeah 250 you know they're just creeping them back in i think that's what most teams are doing they're just kind of doing well i didn't phoenix the the wednesday night game the bucks played wasn't that like the first time they had fans i think so and, and then they were they were gonna like double it already like the next game, yeah, to like three hundred or three thousand or something, you know. So the Bucks are really gradually, gradually doing it. Um, but I mean, yeah, you know, it's 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 maybe the boost that the team needs right now. Uh, road trip finished in unceremonious fashion, for sure. With, I mean. You you had kind of an abysmal second half against the Suns. I don't know if it was abysmal, but just like couldn't couldn't get them to to cool off and lost by one. Had a chance to win it, and that was hotly debated for 15 minutes on every talk show uh, before they got back to the Packers offseason talk uh, about about um, whether or not Giannis should have took that last shot. And you know he had a chance to win it. You know I was all right with that. And then Friday just got shit pumped by the Jazz, which you know, the Jazz are probably the best team in the league right now. Uh, oh, incidentally, Phoenix is 17 and nine. People forget, so they won six in a row. They're they're looking really really good too. So, you know, every time they, you know, every game they keep racking up on the win streak makes me feel better about the loss. And then you had Sunday against Oklahoma City, which was, I mean, I don't know, uh, you know, last game of a long road trip. I honestly wasn't really expecting to win. I just. It, the game went about exactly how you think, just flat performance. And while it's frustrating to, to look at the roster of Oklahoma City and, and see that they're, you know, you never heard of half the guys like Isaiah Roby and, you know, but 
they're frisky and they they made enough shots uh you know when the bucks had long drops especially in that second quarter but uh no doubt yeah you know the, the, the coming back to, to to an eight game homestand to ramp up fans back that's big i mean that's just it's just get drew holiday back and hopefully get you know win six out of eight here in this homestand right yeah i I totally agree with you. And I think that, I think that there is a, you know, a real, a real chance here to make something special. Bucks are what they are eight and two at home this year. They've played really well at home, even without fans. So now you add fans to the list and, and you're feeling good and you're feeling like, yeah, maybe there's, there's a real opportunity here to be something. And you, you just gotta, gotta love it. And I think the fans are going to be, you know, Giannis tweeted out yesterday in Greek, in Grecian, that he loved, he loves seeing the Greek flag out there. And it had been a while since he had seen the Greek flag. And I thought that was really cool. And you saw Giannis give some shoes away to some fans in Cleveland. Um, so I think it's just, you're right. It's going to be this big motivating factor and, you look at the level of competition that the Bucks are playing in the next couple of weeks, and it's not much. Toronto, no. yeah, try to get a split. I, I don't know if I can say get win both games. Toronto's not good, but it's hard for me to think the Bucks can beat Nick Nurse on back-to-back nights. Maybe I'm ignorant. Yeah. I always see that back-to-back, Mitch, and I – I instinctively think we're going to lose one of those games. Like I know, like well, it's we weird. beat the it's, shit it's, out of Cleveland. It's... What? I mean, I was going to say it's weird, but not really weird. It's just to have those back-to-backs. It's just one of those things where you know they're going to make some sort of an adjustment. It's almost like a mini-series where, right. you know, there's going to be – it might not be like a – you know, they're not going to change a starter or something like a playoff game, but they will, you know, they'll do something different and, and you know, you just get more familiar with each other. And then I, I got to believe that they'll shit bump the thunder at home. They oh, yeah. Turn around and, and yeah, play them that- on Friday. That's dump. That's just dump the mortgage out on the Bucks. Whatever the spread is, that's just just <laughs> now, do it. That, that is a back-to-back though. So this my only yeah my for only sure trep- trepidation. Yeah, and then you have a Sacramento team who's been frisky, but they don't play much defense. Minnesota's bad. New Orleans is a just a mixed bag. You have no like New Orleans won three straight games. Everybody's like, okay, here comes the Pelicans. Offense is starting to figure it out. Then you give up 143 to Dallas. You lose to the Bulls and you lost to Detroit. So there you go. To me, like what happened in New Orleans versus what happened in Milwaukee, it's much more frustrating if you're a Pelicans fan. Not there are many of them. But, and then you get a yeah. tough little stretch with the Clippers and Denver. Clippers day game, day game Giannis. You always just got to be weary of that. Um, he's just, the two thirty ABC national TV game. Oh yeah. Two. Yep. So, and then you end with Memphis. Those don't, those don't go well. Typically you ended Memphis on the road. Does Bruno Caballo still play for Memphis? Uh, I think he Bruno Caboclo, uh, not sure anymore. Well, I mean, he that's that, traded it like every, that's a number one Giannis guy to just dunk on. Like he hates Bruno. He's on, he's on Houston. He's been on Houston. Oh, for, that's right. He was on Memphis uh-huh. when Giannis dunked all over him. That's correct, right? Yes. He was on Memphis last year. I think he got he got traded right before the pandemic. 
Oh, okay. Look at you with your Bruno facts coming with it. It's a me, Bruno. Um, and he got waived. He got waived. He's not not on Houston anymore. He got waived in January. Bruno's on the unemployment line. Not good. Hashtag get Bruno a job. They the Bucks. You know, settle the beef. Get get Bruno. We need a front court guy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and speaking really. of that, good. speaking of that, before any Bucks fans go, hey, Blake Griffin, maybe to the Bucks could get bought out. Mitch and I already figured it out in the chat that wasn't on the podcast. You you just can't do it with Bobby Portis, like Bobby, which is crazy to say in 2021. Hey, we can't have Blake Griffin because it would cut into our guy Bobby Portis's minutes. Yeah, well, and Blake's just completely done. Yeah, I mean he is dumb, but you know, I mean, what a fucking statement, though. Even last year to say that, like, can't do it. Bobby Portis is too important to this Bucks team. I mean, I don't know if that's. A good thing or a bad thing, but Portis has been absolutely awesome. I he love just, Bob, I love Bobby like Portis. Twenty points. I love Bobby Portis. Yeah. I we're we're hovering in like, like I might just need an autograph just to have it. Just Bobby. Bobby is like a snow tap family member. DJ Augustine can get the fuck out. The one thing. Uh, yeah, the one thing that DJ Augustine. The one thing about Bobby that makes me sad is that, you know, he's probably not going to take that player option for next year and just oh, get no. fucking paid and be, and be long gone. But, I, don't know. I mean, the only, the only <laughs> argument for it though, is he did say like, he could have got, he's very active on Twitter. I don't follow him, but he's, he, he does tweet a lot and he was talks okay, to fans does. and stuff like that. I think that endears you. What I think people sometimes don't get about social media is that if you tweet a little bit with fans, they just immediately like you better. Like they just do. It's, it's hard to not because like it's some kid who's in his basement, like college bro, like, bro, Bobby Portis, like my tweet, like, that's cool. Like, Oh, you responded. That's awesome. And then like, there you go. You have someone who's kind of a fan of you. Anyways. um, He mentioned, he's like, I could have made more money this year. I just thought this was a better fit for me. And I thought I wanted to win. And so, like, if Bobby still feels that way next year, who knows what the Bucs season ends up like. But, yeah, he might might decide, like, if they win a finals, let's just say, like, they achieve the ultimate goal. Yeah, he's gone. He's going to go get a ring. He's going to go get paid. Because there will be a team who is, like, you know, a Kings or a Magic who are like, oh, if we had, like, a Bobby Portis guy on a championship team, that's going to immediately make us better. And it probably won't. We've seen it. We see it all the time. Like Shaq Barrett, who's pretty good. Shaq Barrett for the Tampa Bay is going to get paid so much by somebody just because he was on a Super Bowl winning team. Because it's such an easy yep. sell to fans. Yeah, he's, uh, you know, I don't know. We're, we're a long way away from, from that. But yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, Bobby's been I know. Just a great, a great addition. And, I know. Uh, you know, there's been a few games where it's like, I don't know where we'd be without him. Oh, yeah. No doubt about it. And yeah, like, that's, uh, that's fucked up. <laughs> mentioned, yeah, a little bit. But you mentioned, you mentioned the whole, and we talked, one of the opening comments was just not overreacting to every Bucks loss. And I'm glad, yeah. I, I think that I, you know, the reviews I play up a little bit, I'll admit. Like, I, I'll dial sure. it up. I'll well, dial it up a little bit. And that's, and that's, yeah, that's, that's a lot for show, too. I mean, and not, yeah. not for show, but like, that's right after the game. I mean, it's like, oh yeah, it's a little, a little, little less um, 
easy to be able to, you know, keep yourself in check a little bit when it's right after the game. That's why people like post game shows so much because they can blow off steam. Right. And I mean, you know, that's neither here nor there, but uh, <laughs> um, yeah, that, that's, that's why that stuff works and that's what you're supposed to do. So keep doing them. Right. But, but your yeah, point I mean, was, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just like, I don't even know if I was that angry about that game on Sunday night. I just was like, again, the final game of a road trip, I just saw it coming and it didn't go, didn't go very well. And um, I mean, you, I guess the point is we've talked about it ad nauseum that you can't tell me the regular season doesn't matter and then be, be pissed when they lose three games in a row. I mean, they're still, they're still in second place in the East somehow because the East is so, so bunched up you know, below the box where, you know, no team is really threatening them. And, uh, you know, as long as they're, you know, I, I would say I would prefer top three, as long as they can hang in top three, I almost don't even want the one seed this year. I don't know how you, how were you coming on that, but I just, that, that extra level of pressure is just, then it'd be three years in a row is the best team in the East. And blah, blah, blah. That's, and that's just, actually maybe, an maybe, awesome, they, maybe they can save, save that, save better. that, save that. That's an awesome topic. We'll do that maybe next week, maybe in a few weeks. Well, that's a great topic. I I think we could go for days on that. I, I agree. Uh, like the short in short, I think you're right. I think it'd be better to kind of lurk a little bit. Yeah. So you could I, be like Toronto in 2019. I mean, where you're just yeah, you're you're not the number one seed. Granted, you don't you don't have home court advantage, but I don't know how much that matters and and given the pandemic and all that, I know that we're, you know, we, we think well, there'll be more fans, you know, there might be, I don't think you're going to have full arenas, Charlie, this year, no. regardless, you might get, you might get, there's no way you're having full arenas. I believe that when I see that ever again, um, and it'll happen eventually, I, I hope, but, um, you know, you might get five, 6,000, maybe even 10,000 by, by June, but, you know, anyway, I mean, it would be nice to have, but clearly it's, you know, the Bucks have had it before and it, it hasn't worked out that way. So yeah, I don't even, I'm not even sure that I want to have the one seed. Yeah. I wouldn't mind it, but I mean, no it might, might not be the most important thing in the world. Yeah, I, I agree. And that's, right. so that's what happens. I mean, you, you lose three in a row. It's, that's how it's going to be this year. It's, you know, no team, like, like I said, no team is really doing that well outside of the jazz. Yeah, the Jazz are a wagon, and and as someone as uh, Simmons and KOC pointed out in the podcast yes their podcast yesterday, like the Jazz are a team where they should try to get the one seed, because a Utah red state probably going to have more fans, right? Number two, yep. If you're the one seed, and that means the Lakers and the Clippers likely will have to battle it out in the semifinals. And you get to avoid one of those teams that all you'll have to do is beat whoever the four is, whether that's Denver, whether it's that spunky Phoenix team, whether it's um, who else could that be? Uh, Yeah. Those are really the, it. it, that's the list. I don't see Dallas, uh, you know, maybe with, with, with the Lakers, Anthony Davis, man, uh, watch that injury. I mean that's yeah he's, he's paper mache yeah and, and uh, yeah we're they starting got lucky to see, last year we're starting to see it a little bit with Davis about like the 
if anybody I have I'm surprised we haven't heard this take from like a Stephen A. Maybe it's coming from the clutch offices, but Anthony Davis has probably been the one athlete that's been most affected by the quick turnaround. Wouldn't you say him or Luca? Like Luca wasn't in shape. Like Luca admitted that. Like he thought that you know it would start in late January, and it didn't. And so Luca was fat, and he oh. kind of worked it off. And now he's he's back to being Luca. But Davis, with all his injuries and his bean paper mache. This has really affected him. And Frank Vogel isn't really a load management coach. Like, I, I don't know if, like, I'm shocked that LeBron plays so much. Like, I don't really care. LeBron's a cyborg, and I'm not a huge LeBron guy, so he can do whatever the fuck he wants. But I'm shocked at how much LeBron plays. Yeah, I, and I also think that load management is, is not, as, not as prevalent right now. Right. Just because it, it didn't, it, you know, the, the Clippers last year were the poster children for it and they, they flamed out early as opposed to going into last season. It worked out for Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, last year it was like, oh, we're going to, we're going to load and manage all the way. Guys are going to play 50 games and then just turn it on in the playoffs and it didn't work. So I feel like that's sort of not the, you know, not the sexy way to do things right now. So, you know, LeBron, I don't know what I'm just trying to look up his minutes here real quick, but. I mean, yeah, he played 41 in an overtime game on, uh, like, last Wednesday or something. I mean, 31, 34. Yeah, I don't know. He's playing every game, though, either way. So, right. yeah, it's pretty surprising. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, so, well, we're we're already into the hour. I know we, we got to bounce out. We'll do baseball real quick, but I also have some breaking news as well, not J.J. Watt related. So, we'll do – Baseball salary cap, and then I'll give you the quick breaking news to react. Um, so I wrote a thing about Justin Turner um, not being a brewer. Walker Bueller made fun of it. Walker Bueller now on my shit list. I didn't know I'd had to hate Walker Bueller, but we're there. Uh, was saying, oh, we were scared of the brewers and kind of laughed at us. And I was like, yeah, you just don't do that, man. You don't poke that bear. And when I posted it, I got a couple comments on the SoTapWI Facebook page about how baseball desperately needs a salary cap and that it's unwatchable because of it. And the Dodgers have a luxury tax of 200. I think they're over by like 250 million. And I'm not one to have sour grapes. I, I really, that's baseball, right? Like, but do you think that it would bring more fans in if there was actually a salary cap and it kind of leveled the playing field a little bit. Uh, uh, that's tough, man, because baseball's never had a salary cap. So it's like, I don't know what to compare it to. But I, I do think that there are a lot of people out there, well, maybe not a lot, but there are certainly some some Wisconsin sports fans that just think the Brewers are inherently screwed. Um, that they just That they just physic- physically can't compete. And – I'm, I'm getting there, you know, Uh, where it's just, there's just, there's a tanking problem in baseball right now where it's just, it's gotten to the point where there's, there's five or six teams that aren't even, aren't even trying to be competitive. Now baseball tends to be weird, you know, in that where, you know, a team that's tanking um, or you think is going to be terrible, you know, hangs around 500 and they end up screwing up the rebuild. The Brewers are one of them a couple of years ago. Right, people forget. Um, but 
you know, they were supposed to get a, you know, they had the new GM, David Stearns, and every trade he made turned to gold, basically, and, you know, it accelerated the rebuild, and, you know, but, um, yeah, there's, it's just, when you have, like, five teams that you can't even combine to the Dodgers payroll, I think that it's certainly something to discuss, because it's, it's, um, you know, these owners are just, they, they are waving the white flag, and they're, they're not even, they're not even trying to, to compete. And it's, it's destroying baseball's middle class of athletes. I mean, there's a lot of guys that just base they're, they're, you know, they're picking up guys that they can, they are hoping can give the same level of production that a more expensive player, a veteran player can give and manipulate the, uh, the option system and, and the minor league system with, with the, the way the CBA is and everything um there's maybe too there's there's just with with that you know there's just too much to think about and too much to follow for the average fan i mean I, I don't think ultimately will it really matter because to me baseball is more of a we're gonna go to the park to the ballpark with the wife and kids and you know your uncle or brother and enjoy the weather and a couple beers and and hang out and uh more than it is about like the actual product at least, at least in Wisconsin, I don't know. I don't really know about anywhere else, but I mean, I don't know how much it would affect it, but uh, yeah, I mean, it would probably would, would bring more fans in, I suppose, not necessarily to the ballpark, but just more people that would follow it that were like, cause yeah, I mean, salary caps are, they are a way to, to level the playing field and it's just, it's not level right now in baseball. Yeah, and I would recommend everybody who's a baseball fan listen to Jeff Passan talk to Ryan Ryan Rosillo. I think that was last week. It was really good yep. about all the different things Passan would do. And he didn't mention a salary cap, but one of the things he mentioned were, you know, shortening up these limits so that a lot of young players can make it to free agency early. Because if you yeah. make it to free agency earlier, you actually make free agency worth a damn. A lot of these guys are past their prime and no one wants to deal with them. No one wants yeah. these athletes, these guys anymore because they're 34, 35. You have Jason Kipnis signing a minor league deal with the uh, Atlanta Braves today. Like, you know, that's, that's kind of who the free agents are. But what it really yeah. should be is it should be the young guys. And the young guys should get that opportunity instead of the, you know, not having that opportunity. And, I think part of it they need to do is not only do that, but, and Passan mentioned this is do like a super max. So like if, even if a guy gets traded, so like Christian Yelich, for example, Christian Yelich got traded, he would still have an opportunity. He might've actually done that with the Marlins. So I take, I might have to work, walk that back, but say hater, haters, better example. Hater, instead of having all this arbitration, hater has an opportunity to take a super max with the Brewers Brewers can offer him at the super max level of what a closer would make at that, at that to incentivize him say it's 10% more than whatever the top price he could get. And then that's haters decision. And if haters decides, I want to be with the Brewers. Great. If he decides like, Hey, I want to go pitch for the nationals, which is close to Maryland, which is where I'm from. All right. That's fine. That's your choice. But having hater as part of the free agency market would have been a, a huge story this year top reliever yeah. in the league and like obviously I don't want to see Josh Hader go but like 
you know, it should have been that probably versus Josh Hader doing what uh, he has two more years of arbitration left. Like that's ridiculous. Yeah, that is. That is that, that that's just it's a problem. I mean, they need to be cutting the the RB years like in half because a guy a guy has to have like six years of service time. I think yeah, it depends man. on. I think it depends on their 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 draft position or something it does, that I'm yeah. like no, missing right now. Right. But it like their super twos or whatever those. I think that has. I'm not even totally sure what that means exactly. It's like they have to come up after a certain date, and then the team gets an extra year of control if they, you know, they bring them up lo and behold the next day or whatever, and after that date passes, and uh, they get the extra year of team control. So then, uh, and that's I think that's what happened to Trevor Bauer, right? Who, who signed the uh, you know largest single season value contract in Major League Baseball history, but he you know he got screwed on a Super Two deal where you know he's in like his seventh year of of service time but you know finally just hit the open market when he's probably outperformed his contract for a number of years and it's just it's just not fair right which is why which is why there's they're heading toward you know probably a lockout and i don't know what's what the odds of things changing drastically are but i mean it's just it's it's a problem Oh yeah. Um, yes, but, I, I agree. I agree about the the Jeff Desan podcast and Rosillo. I did listen to that myself last week, and it's uh, interesting. Yeah, you learn a lot. You also learn Nolan Arenado kind of fits in with the asshole Cardinal mentality. So I'm gonna get used to hating Nolan Arenado. It'll be fun. It'll be an experience. It'll take yeah. take take at least like one ninth inning home run off hater for for me to get there. But I'll be there. Once that happens, yeah. I'll be I'll be all in. Um. Quick two breaking news stories. One in baseball, uh, the Brewers added Derek Fisher, not the basketball player. Mm-hmm. Um, Fisher was a 37th pick overall in the draft. So he has some pop in his bat, kind of a flyer. Um, hasn't really been, he's kind of seems like he's a quad A guy, real Mac Gamble type. Um, yeah. Where, but who knows? Worth a flyer. Doesn't hurt. He has talent. Yeah. I mean, they have. That's like what the third or third fringe outfielder they've added. Um, they must not like Tyrone Taylor. Yeah. Or that's actually a good point. Or Corey um, Ray. Yeah, fuck Corey Ray too. Son of a bitch. That, he was what a top five pick. Yeah, that was a mistake. Yep. He's that's one he's probably, probably twenty six or twenty seven by now. Oh, now you're gonna make me look at that draft, and I'm probably gonna want to cry. Probably just throw myself in the snow. But I baseball drafts are more. Yeah. Pretty- more unpredictable than any other draft. And Corey Ray had one bad year, and uh, he they added him to the forty man roster, so he's yeah, he's twenty six. He's gonna get. He's probably finally gonna get his 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 biggest shot. Yeah, he's twenty six. Lefty batter. People get a lot of. He's you know he's Curtis Granderson. Uh, he, he's close with Curtis Granderson. Yeah, he was drafted fifth overall in the two thousand sixteen draft. Let's see what the Brewers could have had instead. Cal Quantrell, who's pretty, who's been pretty good. Who's I think he's still with the Padres. He might got traded, but AJ that's Puck. yeah. But he's he's not done much, has he? No, I, I, really. he's a name because he has a sweet name. His name is AJ Puck. Kyle Lewis could have had oh. Gav, Gavin Lux. Ah, uh, and they could have got got Kyle Lewis, who won fucking MVP last or uh, Rookie of the Year last year at eleven. Yeah. that's tough. That's tough. 
when he's an outfielder too. Uh, yeah. Ooh, yeah, that's a nice one. All right. Well, that's a good way to depress me at the end of the podcast. Also other breaking news, Jalen Johnson out for the rest of the year. Uh, apparently him and Duke, a lot of off court issues, not, not the greatest look for Jalen Johnson. Um, well, blog about I mean, that. The, uh, the paychecks must have froze up or something. They must have a problem with direct deposit. And well, uh, I'll just say this for Jalen Johnson, you know, I would not, I, I don't really like coach K. I think he's a weasel, but I, I do not. I, that's not a guy I would piss off. I would burn that bridge heading into the NBA because he's yeah. really well connected in the NBA with all the team USA stuff. And yeah, I guarantee uh... you they're going to, it's going to be, Oh, Jalen Johnson. I don't know. Kind of character issues. Like don't know really what to make of him. Is he really engaged? Is he really there? There'll be a ton of that shit. And yeah, yeah. I don't know. Maybe it, maybe it's true. I mean, Jalen Johnson has, he went to some prairie that didn't really like some prairie went to Nicolay played at Nicolay for a little while then played at yeah. IMG, IMG. So I, I don't know, maybe there are character issues. Maybe it's real, but I would not have pissed yeah, off. Coach I mean, it's, it's that's, that's something to think about. I guess with Jalen Johnson is, you know, have people reacting to this Jalen Johnson news of him opting out the rest of the way. Um, probably don't realize how many high schools he played for. Like, I know that's just the way sort of athletes are nowadays. Where, like, for example, this is kind of a little a little tangent. The ACC Network had um, like a couple games from like 2011, uh, like March Madness games and Big East or ACC tournament games. And Notre Dame had five seniors. I think both teams had five seniors. It was like Notre Dame against Louisville. And it's like you. I don't think you ever see that anymore. I mean, how many except for the Badgers? They have a bunch of seniors, but nobody wants to like, nobody stays. Nobody, as soon as they lose their playing time, they're gone. And I mean, that's fine. But yeah, you know, if people knew Jalen Johnson's history with that, I think that would probably further uh, amplify the reaction. And that's, that's a good point that he's kind of, kind of bounced around and hasn't really stayed. And, you know, but conversely, I mean, the dude's probably going to be a lottery pick and Duke's going nowhere fast and, uh, you know, whatever. I don't think it's really quitting per se. Well, that's, that's a, that, that was a spicy take from, uh, your boy from, uh, CBS sports. Uh, John Rothstein. Oh, I just saw it. Yeah. yeah. Opting out in three yeah. weeks of the regular season isn't opting out. It's quitting. I don't know. Johnny's kind of right. Like, here's the thing. Here's the thing. COVID is. Oh, and now you have Bucky's fifth quarter. Sorry, everyone. Crucifying a kid quitting pejoratively, sweet word, for not wanting to play meaningless games in a pandemic while not being played. Shrug emoji. Look, have you seen any of the pandemic numbers? They are great. The pandemic numbers are falling faster. Uh, I don't have a, have a comparison, but like you can't use the pandemic as an excuse right now. Like, that's not what you should be using. He doesn't want to play. That's okay. It's fine. Who knew I'd get this yeah. fired up at the end of the show, Mitch? It shows you that I could do like a Rogan, like a three-hour show if I had to. I could easily do three hours. Do you think Murph and I could go for three hours? Uh, 
I uh, may probably. I mean, yeah, you guys can both fucking talk. There's no question about that. But <laughs> um, I feel like Murph's level of knowledge is, uh, I don't know, a little, little suspect. Yeah, at times. <laughs> like over three hours. At times, yeah. You'd start, you just have, you just start to have it, Murph, tell Claire stories by about hour, by about the 120 minute. But that'll, uh, that'll wrap us up. We'll see if there's any uh, J.J. Watt news when we come back to do this next week. We will see if there are any of the snow melts. Um, and we'll see how the Bucks do uh, at home with fans this week, which will be great. Uh, any last words for the people, Mitch? Can't wait to see a couple of, uh, couple of extra fans and extra, extra bodies off the street in Pfizer Forum. How hard do you week. think Paul Henning is trying to get in on the game tonight? Like being one of the two fifty. <laughs> I already saw him tweet to somebody who's not going. So um, thank you for your. If service, I hadn't Paul. seen that, I, I would. If I if I hadn't seen that, I probably would say, yeah, it's minus two fifty. <laughs> bigger it would be it'd be a lock. Really put a bow on this bigger media darling, Paul Henning or Charlie Barons. The Manitowoc, the, the one minute man from Manitowoc. Uh, I mean, it's Charlie Barron's, but yeah, I get the I get the point you're trying to make. <laughs> Charlie Barron's another guy who can do no wrong. Um, just who do that? Just put in a Wisconsin accent on your voice can make you millions of dollars. Must be nice. Yeah. All right, we'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Daily tap. We'll react to Bucks Raptors. Um, who knows what else? She will. Maybe continue on with little Jalen Johnson. We'll see what the uh, what the attitude is. All right, take care. Have a good one. Bye. Peace.